welcome back to another episode of Not Your Normal Horror. I'm Kim. And I am Jay. And we are the hosts of Not Your Normal Horror. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, um, this is going to be our season finale because this is our 13th episode. Oh, I have not been keeping track. I know, but I do when I post them because I have to post the season and the episode number. So... Last week was the 12th. This is the 13th. Oh. Season finale. So, not to cut you off or anything, but I'd just like to remind our coffee drinkers out there, Jack Coffee, which is a 20 times concentrated organic coffee liquid, 8 ounces can be mixed to just water or milk, hot or cold, for the perfect coffee drink. Make yourself some macchiatos. Macchiatos? Macchiatos? Macchiatos, cappuccinos, lattes, espressos, use it in recipes, pour it on ice cream. Do what you will with it. It makes amazing iced coffee. But you must go to jot.co forward slash nynh to get your 25% off your first order and your free gifts valued up to $30. Trust me, you will want to try this jot coffee there you go so let's get into it let's jump right in our episode tonight is about frogging frog it now you asked me to bring your notes over to you and i just kind of glanced at the title and seen like frogging yeah and I just imagined a bunch of people just running around just like frogs, yeah, going ribbit and I, like playing Frogger across a highway. I assumed people would think all kinds of thoughts about it, which is why I'm going to start it off with the definition of frogging. And it's P H R O G G I N G. Frogging. Frogging. Frogging is the act of a person secretly living in another person's home. The term is thought to have originated from the metaphorical idea of people or frogs leaping from home to home. The typical frogger is someone with nowhere else to live. They thrive on staying hidden and are most likely to be hidden in rarely visited parts of the home, like the attic, basement, or crawl spaces. So they sneak into walls, crawl spaces, and other unseen areas. As they settle in, they quietly observe the home's occupants. As residents sleep, froggers move around the home late at night. Sometimes they eat the homeowner's food and move or steal their possessions. I'd be fucking mad as shit. Like, that would freak me out. That's why when I tell you I hear something in the fucking attic, it could be a person. It, ain't nobody frogging in our attic. You don't know. You don't want to frog up there. It's hot. But you don't know. It's hot is what up I'm there. Saying. I know it's hot up there. You know it's hot, but you don't know that there's not a frogger up there. Come on. Ain't nobody want a frog in a 187 degree attic. Some, You know, people are desperate. Yeah, but not that desperate. I mean, I don't know. What was the one thing? Didn't we watch something where they took this lady's medicine cabinet out of her wall and it was like an entire... No, that was a, that was a podcast episode. Okay. Yeah. It was the, ho- the hotel room. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And she was, like, living in between the rooms. Yes. Mm-hmm. Frogger. So let's start it off. Is that what we call them, froggers? They're froggers. Yes. Froggers going to frog. Okay. In 1986, troubled 17-year-old Daniel LaPlante was obsessed with another teen 
named Tina Bowen in his Massachusetts town. One night, LaPlante snuck into the Bowen family home and hid in a wall cavity next to the bathroom. Soon, he began tormenting Tina's family. He made strange noises in the house. At night, he crawled out to eat from the refrigerator and changed TV, TV channels. When LaPlante finally revealed himself, he took Tina's family hostage. Thankfully, they were able to escape, and Daniel fled. Several days later, he returned to the home and police arrested him. Two months later, LaPlante broke into the home of another family while out on bail. Once inside, he raped and killed a pregnant mother. Jesus Christ. He also murdered her two young children. LaPlante was arrested after a statewide manhunt and convicted of those crimes. He is now serving three life sentences in prison. Jesus. And he's actually, I knew about him before I knew what frog, that frogging was a thing. Mm -hmm. So he's actually a topic that we're going to eventually cover on the podcast. Historic. No, like, how do you get into a wall cavity like that? Because it's like, look, I'm, I'm going to check my house. I'm going to make sure there ain't no spots where anybody could get into and hide. You know? But I mean, if you don't think that it's possible, then of course people are going to leave shit on, you know, open for people to get into. Because you don't think about the fact that somebody's going to crawl in your house and live in your walls. Fuck that. That's like, terrifying. Like, there's no space. Base and like you know, I'm just like thinking of a wall with okay, drywall on both sides and studs, and it's like how- yeah, but they're also coming out at night, so it's not like they're in there all the time. They're they're possibly not even there during the day. They come in at night, and then when everybody's asleep, they run around your house. That's just wild, bro. That's terrifying. Get out of my fucking wall. It's terrifying. Get out of my whole house, my wall and my house. Yep. A homeowner in Oklahoma City kept hearing strange noises coming from his attic in February 2020. The man thought squirrels had somehow managed to get inside the house. Concerned about the damage the animals could do to the roof if left unchecked, he climbed up to investigate. But it wasn't squirrels in the crawl space. It was an adult man lying on a mattress. The horrified homeowner held the man at gunpoint and called the police to report the intruder. Cops rushed to the house and arrested the man. Upon investigating, the homeowner discovered the unwanted houseguest had used an outdoor staircase to access the attic. Once he climbed up there, the man settled in on an old mattress. Were it not for the strange creaks and groans that alerted the homeowner, he could not—he could have been up there for a long time. So never just assume it's fucking squirrels in your attic. If you hear a noise, it could be a person. And go. They must it. have had like a cool attic. Yeah, I, th- I don't think all attics are a hundred and something degrees. Maybe ours is just broken. Yeah, well, I don't think there's really... You, you couldn't get into our attic unless you got into our house. And, I mean, without being noticed. You know what I mean? I guess. So, like, don't ever worry about anybody Are you trying to convince me or yourself? No, I'm trying to convince you that nobody's ever <laughs> going to be frogging in our attic. We just stop don't get, know. Stop getting me to, like, randomly stick my head in the <laughs> attic to check for a frogger. Well... From now on, you're going to have to randomly stick your whole body and go check our attic. No, I can stick my head up. And if just they're go, hiding and being still and you just stick your head up there real quick, they're going to hide from you. stick my head up and go, ribbit. And if you're they an go, idiot. ribbit back. You're such an idiot. Then it's a fucker. Oh, boy. In March 2021, a Seattle couple heard a strange noise coming from their basement. They suspected a burglar and called the police. Cops arrived and searched the home. Sure enough, in the basement, they found a 56-year-old man named Thomas Jean Llewellyn. He was homeless and hungry and had broken into the house looking for food. 
Intending to stay for a while, he brought his belongings into the basement and made a bed. He managed to remain hidden for two days before the couple heard the noise and called 911. Late at night, while the couple was asleep, he would secretly steal food. He even told cops he would sit quietly and listen to them talk and move around on the floor above him. Llewellyn was initially charged with burglary. A judge later reduced the charge to criminal trespass. In late March, he was released from jail. So he was only there for two days. Mm-hmm. So, like, they kind of put an end to his frogging career kind of early. Maybe, hopefully. But even even only two days is too much for somebody to yeah. be in your house without you knowing. That's An true. hour is too much. A minute is too much. I don't want somebody in my house without me knowing. Yeah, this is true. A family in Mount Juliet, Tennessee, was shocked to find an 18-year-old man living in their attic in June 2019. The man, identified as Matthew Casto, snuck into the house undetected and lived there for some time. That abruptly, mm, that ended abruptly one day when a woman living in the home saw Casto at the top of the second floor stairs. He panicked and ran to a bedroom. By the time police arrived... You're not going to get very far that way. Yeah. <laughs> By the time police arrived, he had climbed back into the attic through a crawl space. Cops soon learned why Casto was there. The young man had allegedly been living in the attic for a while and sneaking down at night to be with the family's 14-year-old Yes, I daughter. remember this. Th- yes. Once you said the name, that's what I was thinking about. I've heard that story before. Yep. Casto quietly moved up and down through the small door in the girl's bedroom closet. Court documents claim the girl was known to police and had run away before. She was reportedly the subject of unruly child investigations in the Tennessee town. Casto was charged with aggravated criminal trespass for his pursuit of the girl. Yep. Could you imagine, though, like, you're just sitting in your house and you happen to look up at your stairs and there's a person standing there that you don't know? And it's like your daughter's frogger? That scary mm. oh i don't like it it gives me the heebie-jeebies mm. what'd you do if you found out a frogger was dating your daughter uh well my daughters are adolescents so I would kill <coughs> well them. at you know at dating time i'd probably still kill them yeah i'll be frogging at my house yeah what'd you do if a frogger was dating your son i'd kick the frogger in the teeth <laughs> to say the least in november 2021 a person driving on a street in Hopewell, Virginia, noticed a man coming out of the crawl space under a home. The man had a backpack and pillow with him. Suspicious about a possible break-in, the driver called the police. When officers showed up, the man was gone. Cops took a closer look in the crawl space and found cigarette butts and food wrappers. For homeowner Casey Falls, it all suddenly made sense. Falls told local media outlets that her four-year-old had been waking up in the middle of the night and complaining of strange noises for several weeks. Nobody in the family smoked, and yet they had been finding cigarette butts strewn near the house. Falls believes the mystery man may have lived underneath their home for two or three weeks. Cops suspected he was homeless, but they never discovered his identity. And when I read this one and it said her four-year-old son or their four-year-old son had, like when I read the four-year-old son had been waking up in the middle of the night, before I read the rest of the sentence, I was like, please don't tell me that the, the frogger was in the kid's room. Like, oh, that'd be I, horrible. Oh, no. No good. And a four-year-old kid was waking up in the middle of the night and going outside to smoke cigarettes. Yeah. Mauricio Damian Guerrero became obsessed with an OnlyFans model after finding her online. At first, his stalking was limited to the digital world. 
but by 2020, he had discovered her home address in New Hampshire. The 20-year-old even reportedly managed to steal the woman's keys. Once he had access to her house, Damien Guerrero snuck up to the attic. There, he would wait quietly until the middle of the night. When the woman was asleep, he crept into her room to film her. The woman's mother first noticed something was wrong after hearing strange sounds coming from the attic. The police investigated, and in February, they arrested the man as he climbed out of the attic onto the home's roof. On his phone, cops found videos of the woman that had been recorded as she slept. He admitted to entering her home at least four times. Jesus. He also told detectives that he intended to put a tracking device on the woman's car. Cops charged Damian Guerrero with four counts of burglary, but he was bailed out of jail before trial. The woman was granted a, rest a restraining order against him. Looks like... Bailed out of jail before... The trial. The trial. Mm -hmm. See, you should not have to stay in jail. You shouldn't get bailed out, shit like that, man. People like that are dangerous. Yeah, Very dangerous. Janice Galliano woke up from a nap at her home in Cape Coral, Florida, one day in April 2021, and got the surprise of her life. A man's legs were dangling out of the attic door in her garage. Oh, good Lord. She confronted the man. He apologized and told her he had came in from the outside of the duplex. Then he climbed back into the attic. So, like, she confronts him, and he's like, my bad, I came <laughs> in, and then just goes back up <laughs> oh, her wait. attic. Oh, wait. This isn't the exit. <laughs> This this isn't my part of the duplex. My bad. When Galliano went next door to confront her neighbor about it. I'll be next door if you need me. Yeah. Then the man walked out of the house and denied he had been in her attic. Alarmed by the intrusion, Janice called the police. Officers, it's like I wasn't in your attic. Like, how the fuck did you get into my house then? <laughs> Officers had been to the other side of the duplex before serving warrants. When cops returned this time, they crawled into the attic and discovered $1,200 in damage. The man had allegedly climbed into his attic and broken through a divided wall, dividing wall to reach Janice's side. Cops believe he was the same man they had been seeking. He allegedly hid in Janice's attic to avoid the police. He fled after she confronted him and before cops arrived. Thankfully for Janice, the duplex mate was soon evicted. So they lived in a duplex, and that's how he was getting through. Yeah. Unreal. In July 2022, police in Carson City, Nevada, saw a two-year-old walking alone outside the Children's Museum of Northern Nevada. When officers found the toddler's older sister, she gave the museum as her home address. Suspicious, the officers investigated and discovered the girl was telling the truth. Inside the museum, they found a hidden living space for a family of seven. Bro, I would live inside of a museum. I would frog in a museum. It's good to know. I mean, because there's nobody there. At nighttime, you come out, you can look at shit. Yeah. You can learn stuff. The father, Wilbert Calhoun, was the museum's janitor. His wife was the manager. The couple and their five children had been secretly living in the building for months. As they continued to search, cops found weapons stashed in a storage room. A police report counted an AK-47 rifle, three handguns, a short barrel rifle, a pistol, a suppressor, a suppressor, ammunition, knives, and a taser. Jesus Christ. The room also included drug paraphernalia. Calhoun was arrested on weapons and child endangerment charges. The couple was both fired. Shocked board members abruptly closed the museum and pledged to investigate before reopening. 
I wonder why they were living there. Did they like fall on hard times? I mean, if you're a ma- uh, museum manager, I can't I imagine can't. you have hard. Well, I don't know though. This is 2022. Shit's been t- shit's been rough. <laughs> yeah. Shit's been real fucking rough. That's this year. Yeah, this was a few months ago. Lord. When singer Jennifer Lopez purchased a stunning $10 million estate in the Hamptons in May 2013, real estate listings boasted her privacy was guaranteed. Almost immediately, she found out it was not. In August of that year, police rushed to the estate on a report of a suspicious person on the property. Once there, they arrested a 49-year-old man identified as John M. Dubis. Dubis. Very devious. Cops questioned him and learned he had been secretly living in the estate's pool house for a week. Thankfully, Lopez was out of time, out of town at the time. Still, the intrusion was a shock to the singer and her family. Dubis was charged with two felonies and two misdemeanors in the case, including burglary and stalking. Cops discovered Dubis had allegedly been stalking Lopez for a while. He was known to her team, and the singer had previously been granted an order of protection against him. Fearing his dangerous obsession with the star, a judge remanded Dubis to remain in Suffolk County Jail in lieu of bail. Good. But because she's famous, she get her her frogger gets Yeah, true. A lot more than normal people's have apparently gotten. Yeah, that ain't right. Non famous people. All froggers should be treated the same. Agreed. All victims should be treated exactly. the same. Exactly. This is an old one. How old? By September 1941... You're taking us all the way back. Theodore Edward Coney's had fallen on hard times, so he went to visit his old friend, Philip Peters, whom he hadn't seen in many years. When Coney's got to the house in Denver, Colorado, he found it empty and unlocked. Peters was out to see his wife, who had broken a hip in the hospital. So Coney's let himself into the house. Inside, he found a small door that led to a tiny attic room. Conies, a rather small man, managed to get into the room and decided it was better than living on the streets for the winter. Oh, yeah. He lived there for a few weeks. Whenever Peters left the house, Coney slipped out of his hiding spot, helped himself to some food, and used the bathroom. That lasted until October 17th. On that day, Coney slipped out of his attic room and started cooking, but Peters hadn't gone out. He was actually napping and was startled by Coney's, whom he didn't recognize. Conis attacked Peters and pistol-whipped the 73-year-old man to death. Instead of fleeing, Conis went back into his hiding spot. Police were called after friends discovered the body, but the police were incredibly puzzled by the crime scene. All the doors and windows were locked, so they were unsure how their killer got in and left the house. A short time later, Peter's wife ret- Peters' wife returned to the home and hired a series of housekeepers. However, they kept leaving because they were sure the house was haunted, so the woman ended up moving in with her son. Conis, on the other hand, stayed right where he was. When people passed the house, they'd see lights or hear strange sounds. The police investigated but could never find anyone in the house, so people assumed the house was haunted. Eventually, the police started doing surveillance on the house. On July 30, 1942, 11 months after moving in, the police finally saw Conis move a curtain, exposing his face. They raided the house and caught Coney's climbing into his attic room. They had always assumed the door was too small for anyone to fit through. Coney's was arrested and convicted of murdering Peters. He died on May 16, 1967, in a prison hospital. Hmm. 
Krogan since 1942. 1941. 1941. Yeah, they've been frogging since the beginning of time. 1941 is the beginning of time? No, but, you know, they had a lot of... It is for some people. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Davis Wallman arrived at his Seattle area home one night and noticed a couple of lights inside that would usually be off. He noted it was not ordinary, but he didn't seem too concerned. He thought maybe his parents had stopped by and forgot to turn off the lights. When he entered the house and went upstairs, he also found a screen from a bathroom window inside the tub. Again, he didn't think too much of it until the next morning when strange noises in the attic startled him. I'm sorry, but if I come home and my screen from my bathroom window is in my bathtub, yeah. I'm going to think it's something like, of it. Oh, all of the screen's in the tub again. I'm going to think something of it. Especially if the screen's never been in the tub before when you've come home. The bathroom window, which was a small space, was located upstairs, but can't be easily accessed without something or someone to lift a person. He jolted out of bed when he heard rummaging above him, which he knew was the attic. Realizing the noises were weird, he tried to figure out what was going on when he noticed a light was on in the office. The door was locked, so he knocked, but got no response. He wanted to find something to protect himself, then knocked on the door again. It was then he heard a woman's voice. She asked if he was Jimmy. Wallman replied no and ordered the woman to open the door. When the woman eventually opened the door, she told Wallman that Jimmy told her he, she could live there. She also claimed she had been there for three days. Wallman kind, called 911, but the woman escaped before the police arrived at the home. He never learned how the woman entered his house, but she appeared to have been living in the attic for at least a few days. Wallman said that nothing was stolen, but a few things were moved around the house. See, I'll just... If shit's moved around my house, like, we know. You know what I mean? It's like, I, shit like that's starting to freak me out now. I'm going to start coming home every day, looking around the house. Now I'm going to start checking everything before we go to sleep Good. That's what I'm saying. Except the attic. Gonna pop your I, head I up in the attic every nope. night before we go to sleep. I'm not going up in the attic. I'll open up drawers and shit. I'll move the curtain, like... Nobody behind them curtains. Wow. In Yelm, Washington. Yelm? Yelm. How do you spell that? Y-E-L-M. Yelm. Like yell, but with an M. Instead of a, uh, a second L. Yell with an M, so Mel. No, you dumbass. <laughs> In Yelm, Washington, 73-year-old Velma Kellen wasn't sure what to make of the strange things happening around her house. She would find her back gate open, even though she knew for sure that she'd closed it. She also picked up an odd smell, which she described as similar to c cigarette smoke, but weirder. That's that wacky tobacco. <laughs> That's that goody good. <laughs> when it got to be wintertime, Kellen noticed that she was having problems heating her house. So she called a repairman to come look at the ventilation. When he inspected the underside of the house, the repairman discovered that someone had been squatting in a crawl space and had cut the vent to heat it. In the crawl space, they discovered alcohol bottles. Amazingly, none of Kellen's three dogs had barked or detected anyone below the house. It is unclear how long the person or persons were squatting there, but it is believed that they were doing it for up to a year. Wow. What about just partying and smoking a wagon bag? Keep people drinking. People drinking. Well, what I'd be most pissed off about is that in the fucking wintertime, I'm going to freeze because you done damaged there. my heater. Nah, uh-uh, no thank you. Also, don't be in my house. Yes, please. There's also that. 
All right. I'm going to let you read this next one because it's in Pennsylvania. And I'm not 100% oh, sure how to... Well, I'm not 100% sure how that's pronounced, so that's on you. So, in 2008, and I always just call it Wilkes-Barre. Wilkes-Barre. I don't know. It's probably like Wilkes-Barre or something, but that's I say... That's why I gave it to you. I say Wilkes-Barre just because that's how I've done my okay. whole life. So, that's up by Scranton area. All right. So, in 2008, in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, the Ferens family started noticing strange sounds in the house during the days leading up to Christmas. At first, Stacy Ferrance just assumed that the cats or one of her three children made the noise. They definitely do that. On Christmas Day, a few things went missing at two separate times. First in the afternoon, then in the evening. It was, if as, it was as if someone had broken into their house twice and stolen some of their Christmas presents. So the family notified the police. The following day, they found footprints in the closet of one of the bedrooms, which led into the attic. There's a fucking attic involved. They called the police again, and the police brought a dog with them. In the attic, they found 21-year-old Stanley Carter. He was wearing Stacy's sweatshirt and sneakers and her daughter's pants. Carter had been staying with the residents of the other part of the Carter had been staying with the residents of the other part of the duplex connected to the Ferens family's home. <coughs> they had asked him to leave and discovered him missing on December 19th. Presumably, that's when Carter entered the shared attic space. In July 2009, he was convicted and sentenced to up to 23 months in jail. Shared attic space. I don't like that. Nope, don't like that. That is a... Goddamn architectural flaw. Yep. Fail. Building fail. Okay. In 2008, a 57-year-old man living in Kasuya, Japan, was convinced that some someone was repeatedly breaking into his home and stealing food. However, he didn't know how that was possible. I'll steal my food. The man was sure that he had locked all the doors and windows when he left. Yet, someone kept stealing food. So the man set up a surveillance camera... That would send images to his cell phone. One day, while he was out, he saw that an, that an intruder was lurking about his home. The man called the police, who arrived only to find the home securely locked. Once inside, they looked around the home and found 58-year-old Tasuko Horikami, Horikawa. Sorry, sorry. Horikawa. Horikawa. Hiding in the closet. It turned out that the homeless woman had been living on the top shelf of the man's closet for about a year. Horikawa had sneaked inside when the man left the house without locking the door. It is believed that the woman also squatted in other people's houses. She avoided detection by being incredibly neat and showering regularly while the man was out. Check that out. At least she cleaned up after herself. She was a good frogger. I don't think there's any such thing. Is a good frogger. I mean, you know, it's like 2% good, 98% not good because you're mm. frogging. But like, you're cleaning up, you know, you're doing your part. Tracy, who didn't want her last name revealed. Why, Tracy? A, Why? Was a single mother of five who lived in a house in Rock Hill, South Carolina. In September 2012, she noticed weird sounds coming from the attic. And nails were popping out of the ceiling. Ooh. Tracy and two of her sons went into the attic to investigate, 
but didn't find anything out of the norm. The children thought she was just delusional, but Tracy was sure something was going on and felt really uneasy. One night, when Tracy was working on her laptop in the bedroom, a little bit of plaster fell on her from the movement in the attic. Another night, at 2.30 a.m., Tracy heard a loud noise and knew that someone or something was up there. Tracy got her nephew to look in the attic. There in the back corner was Tracy's ex-boyfriend, whom she dated 12 years prior. What the fuck? It looked like the unnamed ex had been living there for about two weeks. Just 90 days before that, he'd gotten out of prison for stealing Tracy's car. In the attic, they found cups of feces and urine. They also found a hole that he had cut so he could watch Tracy in her bedroom. The ex-boyfriend fled, and no report of him being caught could be found. How did you cut a hole? Like, if you're in the attic, I guess you cut a hole through the ceiling, and that's like, somebody doesn't notice a hole in their ceiling. It depends on how big it is, I guess. Yeah, but it's like... I don't know. I don't know, looking at the ceiling for holes and stuff. No holes. <sighs> All right, this is our last one. And this one's fucking wild. After getting married and moving to Honolulu with two children in 2019, the Campbells first started noticing little things were off. They found The two found boxes opened in the garage, belongings shifted around, their webcam appearing on at night, and Brittany hearing the door slam out of nowhere. James, however, admitted he thought she was being paranoid and he was getting frustrated with his wife. Brittany, on the other hand, said the experience left her on the verge of a complete mental breakdown. James also recalled seeing the shadow of a person outside their home one day before coming across a curious message left on a desk calendar. It read, quote, Your rehabilitation starts today. Do as I did. Choose a house, clean it, set up all devices. He, however, assumed Brittany wrote it for him and simply wanted him to clean the house. In September 2019, the family returned to the mainland for a week. When they got back to Hawaii, they first noticed James's bike was left in the driveway. Immediately, they knew something was wrong. Having the kids wait in the car, James opened the garage and saw that it was just, sorry, saw that it had just been completely trashed. When he went to open the door to get into the house, he was met with resistance. Quote, it opens a crack and we see a person inside our house said Brittany, as James added, quote, there's a man peeking through the door. He's trying to hold it shut. And the man says, quote, this is not your house. Very calmly. James then realized the mystery man was wearing his clothes and started to think maybe the guy was homeless, needed a place to stay and was on drugs. <clears throat> the man reassured the two that he, quote, took care of your cat while they were gone. As Brittany ran inside to check on their pet. They found it inside a cage without water. He also said the home, she also said the home looked like the man had been doing an inventory of everything inside. Police came and arrested him, with the Campbell saying he was very casual about the whole ordeal. So yeah, I was just in here doing inventory of shit, you know, uh, you're sat in a cage, uh, didn't give him much water, <laughs> gave him a couple of treats here and there, your cat's a dick, and, uh, yeah, this is in your house. Quote, it was really as if this person didn't think he was doing anything out of the ordinary, said Brittany. As the family continued to check out what the man, who was identified in the press as Ezekiel Zayas at the time, they noticed that he had done all of their sons' laundry. Sons's. Sons's? Sons' laundry. <laughs> did my sons's. And made their beds, leaving the room immaculate. 
in their bedroom, in their own bedroom, things got even freakier. They found a they found a towel set up with knives on it next to a pair of their computers. On one computer, there was a text document on the screen titled, quote, The Omnivore Trials, A Rehabilitation for Rat-Like People, as well as intimate details about things he could have only known if he was listening to our private conversations, explained Brittany. Quote, he somehow knew my husband and I were trying to have a baby. He wrote that I should give up on trying to have a baby and focus on the children that I have. This person had been watching us. She told the Post that the man, quote, wanted to play doctor on us and not in the cute little kid way, saying he wanted to, quote, make us into perfect people. On the episode, the two explained just how he planned to do it. Quote, these writings were suggesting that surgical procedures should be performed on my wife and children. We found these serums that were labeled that are labeled to use on the omnivores, he claimed. Quote, he had been looking up videos on how to surgically remove an arm. He looked up how to do gender reassignment surgery. Brittany says the man had also looked at websites to buy surgical tables, as well as how to perform certain surgeries at home. Quote, he had researched ways to implement these plans that he had. She said, another computer, meanwhile, had a video on it, which Zayas appeared to be mocking her with footage of him doing, quote, like a makeup tutorial with a really bizarre twist on it. Quote, there's not even a single part of me that would have thought, hey, there's a guy maybe in our attic writing a medical manifesto who wants to transform my family to a species that he calls omnivores. Who would think that? Asked James, who confirmed the family has since left Hawaii altogether. As for Zayas, after his arrest, he was granted supervised release Whoa. before getting arrested again for allegedly burglarizing a temple. While awaiting trial on burglary charges, he was accused of killing another inmate and charged with first-degree murder and second-degree murder in 2020 and is currently in a mental health facility awaiting trial. Good Lord. So he was just going to cut them up and sew their bodies all back together, like mismatching. Kind of like, what was it, Jeepers Scrapers? Is that what they did that? What movie was that? Where they, uh, they like, cut different body parts off of people and, like... Well, the Creeper, like, ate certain body parts from Jeepers Creepers that he needed. No, uh, I know there was something where they put like the arms on the body and different legs on the body and I don't remember what it was but still anyway fuck that that's like gender reassignment surgery like he, this dude's whacked the oh, fuck yeah. out like why are you just going to do that to people like what would make you want to do that to people you're fucking crazy obviously I'm talking about like people who don't want that if people want that I'm go for it. Whatever. That's your, you know, gotta do what you gotta do. But I'm talking like people who don't, <laughs> yeah, don't like, want it, gender reassignment surgery. <laughs> and he's like, I'm just gonna do it anyway. Yeah, right. That's not cool. <laughs> I just grab my penis. Like, yeah, you don't need that. We'll get rid of that for you. So, anyways, yes, Please that know. was um, that was some stories about frogging and uh, pH uh, frogging officially terrifies me more than anything I can right. think pH of. PH frogging. Yes, pH frogging. So that was that, and that was the end of the episode. Don't and be a frogger, people. Don't frog, please. Um, I think we're gonna take probably like a two week break, um, and then we'll be back on Wednesdays again. And hopefully, in that two week, I can stockpile a lot of episodes so they are ready to go. And all I gotta do is pick which ones to record. There you go. Make you do some too.
I'll think about it. Mm. You just do them so much better than I. So nice, nice try. Flattery will get you nowhere, Jason. Well, it's true. <laughs> so, anyways, we hope you guys enjoyed. Um, don't forget to do the Jot Coffee. Yes. So for this website. two week break, you know, kick back, drink some Jot Coffee. If you're thinking about trying this, do not go onto their website directly. Type into your browser, jot.co forward slash nynh. It'll take you right to our directly linked URL, whatever. And that will give you your 25% off your first order and your 30% or $30 free gift. Yep. So please do it. Also, rate and review. Yes. And keep sending in emails of, you know, opinions about episodes we've done or episodes you'd like to hear. Join the Facebook group, National Normal Horror Podcast. Join, um, follow us on Instagram, National Normal Horror Podcast. And TikTok, National Normal Horror Pod, because it made me stop after that. So, but we're all there. Yep. And we'll... Two peas in a podcast. Oh, my God. Bye.